is a very good afternoon. It is Niall Boyle in which for the next hour or so. Uh, thank you to everybody, by the way, for supporting the show on a daily basis, particularly those who have donated or subscribed on our website. Don't forget, if you subscribe on the website, you can watch all the back catalogue of interviews that we've never streamed. They are exclusive on the website. You can watch the videos of them there or the audio. Remember, you can download the audio versions of all the shows, by the way, on Spotify, Amazon Music and all the usual places that you get your uh, podcasts and downloads on a daily basis. As soon as the show is over, about an hour later, it is available to download the audio. If you want to watch the video of some of the interviews that we've done on a regular basis through Zoom and everything else, you can get them on the website by subscribing. And don't forget, we always accept your donations as well because it's really important because, as I said before, there's three of us on the show here. We don't get paid for doing it. We just love free speech. We all have our own jobs. As you know, I work in radio as well. So we all have our own jobs to to keep us going. But listen, can I say one thing to you as well before we start today? Thank you very much indeed for supporting us, for telling a friend, because last week we reached our record number of downloads and this week we've beaten it already. So every single week we're going up and up and up and thousands of you every day are listening in and watching the show. Thank you very much indeed and we really, really do appreciate it. Now, what we want to talk about today is something that's a little bit sensitive and that's assisted suicide or euthanasia. And what is the real difference? Very little really apart from the person that performs it. And in Ireland, under Section 2 of the Criminal Law Suicide Act, 1993, anyone who aids, abets, counsels or procures the suicide of another person can be convicted and imprisoned for 14 years. Essentially, it's murder. Both voluntary euthanasia and assisted suicide are illegal under Irish law. As the Oireachtas Joint Committee on Justice and Equality 2018 pointed out, maintaining the current law as it stands is one course for the future of Ireland. And the other possibility is an enactment of legislation to allow some form of assisted dying Events have moved on since the Oireachtas Joint Committee of Justice Equality report in 2018. And as you well know, at this moment in time, of course, there is an Oireachtas Committee assessing the situation in relation to assisted dying in Ireland. Now, to clarify the situation, many people believe we need a referendum. We don't. Uh, It can be decided by the Oireachtas Committee. Legislation can be passed by government. There's a little bit of confusion over whether constitutionally we can do it or not. And I think it depends on... Um, I suppose, the criteria involved in assisted dying or euthanasia. But I think it would be in the good spirit of the Constitution, the good spirit of the law, to put it to a referendum anyway. And that has been suggested already that it should be put to the people whether we do do it. Because let's be, be clear about it. It's a very progressive step. It's a very forward-thinking step, but it could be the wrong one. So I want to know what you think today. The number is 085-100-2255. That's 085-100-2255. Remember, there has been cases in this country already where people have been taken to court for aiding and abetting or certainly uh, allegations of aiding and abetting other people in dying. We do have some forms of assisted suicide already in Ireland when you think about it. When you go to palliative care, for example, or if somebody is dying in pain, we do obviously put them on morphine. Now, morphine, as we know, will kill somebody, but the amounts of morphine that we will give somebody to reduce the pain when they're dying and to let them die with dignity. So, in a sense, we do actually perform assisted suicide, but in a legal sense. Although many of you will say that doctors have overdone it by times uh, to let somebody pass a little bit quicker rather than going through a lot of pain. But here's the argument against against assisted suicide. The argument against it is, is it devalues older people. It devalues sick people. It devalues people with severe disabilities because they feel worthless somehow and they're an inconvenience to society. We've already seen in Canada the very liberal laws around assisted suicide where now, believe it or not, you won't actually believe it because I didn't when I read the statistic, 4.1% of people who die in Canada die through euthanasia or assisted suicide. They're now suggesting that drug users 
can have assisted suicide in Canada. That's how far they've gone in progressing that particular piece of legislation. But I want to know, do you agree with it? Many people don't on religious grounds and many people don't on moral grounds. But some people believe it's a step forward and that you should have the right to die with dignity or you should have the right to die at any time. And remember, of course, suicide is not illegal. It was at one point in Ireland. You can take your own life. I don't suggest you do it. It's a very long, or should I say, a very short-term solution. And uh, there's always people to talk to. Indeed, if you have a problem or you have a problem that you feel life is not worth living anymore, you should talk to people. Always talk to people because there's always a solution. There's a better way of dealing with things. But should we legalize death or essentially the assistance in death? In other words, that if you're in a hospital and you're not well, no matter how well unwell you happen to be, and you decide that your time is up and you want a doctor to assist you to die, I don't know, give you a glass of water and two tablets, that you should be allowed to do that. Currently in Ireland, you're not. And no doctor is allowed to assist you to do that. A doctor signs an oath, takes an oath, when they become a doctor, to obviously prevent you from dying. So I want to know what you think. 085-100-2255. That's 085-100-2255. Should we continue that out to protect life? Or indeed, do you believe we should make a progressive step and vote yes in favour of assisted suicide or euthanasia? Now, let me take one or two calls if I can. Um, Dave is on the line. Dave Bresnahan, who is an elder of a religious order. Dave, uh, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. You're quite welcome to the show. Uh, now, Dave, as a religious man, I, I'm assuming you disagree with the idea of assisted suicide or euthanasia. You assume correctly. Okay. And explain to me why when people will say, well, look, if somebody's dying in great pain, surely that should be their choice. I understand that point of view. I disagree with it. I believe in the sanctity of human life. I also believe in God. I believe he created us. And I believe that he wants us to live this life so that we can experience and grow and progress into the next life. I firmly believe that there is life after death. And I believe that this life is a time for us, frankly, to prepare to meet God. And giving up on life and giving up on what he's given us isn't the way to go. Uh, euthanasia is deliberately putting to death a person who is suffering from incurable disease or pain, as you say. That deliberate act ends life immediately, though. For example, uh, frequently termed assisted suicide, um, yet we have uh, special phone numbers for people who are considering ending their lives so that we can come and help them. We need to make up our mind. Where do we stand on this? Suicide is suicide. And ending a life in such a manner is a violation of the commandments of God. There are a lot of countries already in the world that allow assisted suicide. New Zealand, Australia, Oregon, Washington, state of Oregon, Washington, California, USA, Canada, of course, we're all very familiar with the state. Switzerland would be the most yes. famous, of course, Dignitas in Switzerland, we're all very familiar with. Uh, we interviewed Dr. Nishka, by the way, Dr. De the Doctor of Death, as he's been mm -hmm. called on many occasions. Yes, And yes. Uh, people will know him. He was actually on The Late Late Show and caused a huge amount of controversy many, many years ago when he came on and talked about it. 
But you could argue, for example, Dave, I don't believe in God. I respect your belief in God, by the way, and I respect people who are religious. I don't. And I appreciate that. Yeah, and I don't have to respect the God, but I respect your belief in the God. So let's say, for yeah. example, I was diagnosed with a terminal illness, touch what I'm not, but let's say I was diagnosed with a terminal illness, and I decided, um, as a non-believer in God, I don't believe in a heaven, or I don't believe there's another afterlife after this, I believe that's just it. I decide, listen, I don't want to go through the next two years going through a chemotherapy or I don't want to, you know, I've been given a terminal diagnosis by multiple doctors, say I get a second opinion. And I decide, no, I want out now while I'm healthy. I'm going to have a cruise around the world, enjoy my life for five or six months just before I get too sick. And then I just want to pop me clogs, give me two tablets and a glass of water. Why do you think we should stop somebody from doing that when they don't believe in God? Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand from a religious so, perspective, yes. you, you don't ever have to make yes. that choice. In other words, you're a religious man, so you don't ever make that choice. That's your choice. As you had stated, there are uh, legal approaches to this issue, um, palliative care that you've spoken of, which I've been through with my own mom. Mm -hmm. And so I understand that whole process on a very personal level. And... I think that it's a form of death with dignity and it's a way for someone to, um, you mentioned the morphine. Yeah. Uh, I was grateful that she was no longer in pain. But that is, and, that is assisted yeah, dying, Dave. Of a sort. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. It is of sorts. It's, it's an, it's an over, overdose. It's an overdose. long and hard. Yeah, it's an overdose of morphine that essentially shuts mm -hmm. down all your organs. Right. And uh, that is the legal approach that I think is available virtually everywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, at least, uh, maybe not in some third world countries, but uh, it is available and provides a dignified and legal way to proceed. Um, however, there are people who are impatient with it. There are people who say, my mother's been on this care for three months and she's still here and they want to end things faster. Um, the, the real, are you there? Yes, I'm listening. Oh, okay. <clears throat> the real, uh, concern that I have is that we do this with respect for life and respect for the life that God has granted us and that we understand that uh, life is life and death is death. It's inevitable. We are all going to die. And I believe that we need to respect that we are going to go through life's challenges on our way out the door. Again, I say to you, I respect that, but I think you're avoiding answering the question I've asked you, which is, you know, there's a large percentage of the population are not religious or don't, may or may not believe in a God, but certainly don't practice their religion. And, and I would go as far as to say that's probably about 40% of the Irish population that don't really take their religion very seriously, uh, don't practice their religion. They may be Catholic by name, but not by nature. And, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they make that make, make a decision that they want to say, well, look, you know, my time is up. I don't want to, you know, suffer for the next 10 years with Parkinson's or whatever, or dementia or whatever it is that they, they happen to be diagnosed with or cancer, a fourth stage of cancer. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, I don't believe in a God. So I don't agree with Dave. 
and if Dave doesn't want to do it, nobody's going to force Dave to do it. So why can't Dave let me do it? Because I don't believe in I God. Can, I don't believe what I Dave believes. I can answer that for you very specifically because you want a specific answer, and I respect that. As a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I've expressed my points of view. I understand that other people have their points of view. And one of the most fundamental uh, beliefs that we have is the right of each of us to have free choice, to make our own choices and decisions in our lives and take the consequences that come with them. And so I respect your points of view that are different than mine, Mm -hmm. just as you respect mine. And if your choice is different than my choice, I respect that. Well, I am not. Well, well Dave, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't agree with assisted mm-hmm. suicide. I don't agree with euthanasia, um, but I'm giving you that sure. perspective of us. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. Um, but uh, I agree that it's important that we respect each other's choices and our desires. And I believe that if someone wants to make a choice that's contrary to my beliefs, they have that right. And Mari was extremely unwell. She couldn't fend for herself. She couldn't feed herself. She couldn't do anything. And she wanted to die. And the case was taken, as you know, or may remember, to the Supreme Court. The judges in that particular case couldn't decide in her favor. And they explained that to her, that as much as they might want to, they couldn't decide in her favor because it would be unconstitutional. And that is what started this political, um, I suppose, football, if that's what you want to call it, over the last seven or eight years or ten years. But Mary Cassidy died subsequently after that um, of natural causes um, but uh, and of the disease that she had, of the illness that she had. But she didn't get to die with dignity the way she wanted to die. And that to I me, I, even though I don't necessarily, I, because I always fear the rocky road and I see what's happening in Canada, which I think is, is just outrageous. But in saying yes. that, I also think of people like Mary Cassidy and say, why should I deny her the right. She couldn't move, she couldn't feed herself, she couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. If she, even if she wants to take her own life, she couldn't. The only way she could take her own life is to starve herself to death. So, I mean, that's not, the, I mean, that's not humane either, is it? Right. And so uh, you did mention that the, you felt a good choice was a referendum, even though they cannot determine what is the right way to go. I agree with you. A referendum would be ideal. We are a democracy. And we need to hear the voice of the people. Uh, we already know, <laughs> I shouldn't make a political statement, but we already know the status of, of uh, our representatives in the doll. And they, uh, frankly, there's very few of them that I agree with. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not far I, behind I you on that one, Dave. Yeah, I yeah. don't trust the political process very well. <laughs> and so I think that the, the most pure form of democracy is the voice of the people. And ultimately, I hope that's the way they're going to go. Dave, just save me for a second because I want to go to Maliki Steenson. And Maliki, I'm going to ask you that question to start off with. The, the suggestion has been in relation to euthanasia or assisted suicide in this country that we don't need a referendum, that this can be decided by the Oireachtas. And as we know, there is an Oireachtas committee at the moment headed up by Michael Healy Ray, uh, with many, many people coming before the Oireachtas. Um, can you clarify, Will can they just pass the legislation without a referendum? I think they can, um, because there's no, if you go back to the abortion referendum, there had to be a referendum on that because a restriction had been inserted in the constitution previously to prohibit abortion. 
Um, so I don't think a, a referendum is necessary. I and mean, clearly there should be one such a fundamental change in society. But, you know, the political class of the NGOs in this country have no intention of asking the public um, for their opinion on anything unless they've ensured that people have been indoctrinated into um, accepting what they want to do. Um, but, you know... It- so, by the way, just sorry, I just wanted to correct myself that I said something there earlier on that I've just been told in my ear that I said it wrong. It was actually Mary Fleming, not Mary Cassidy. Was, I don't know why that name... Mary Cassidy is the same Yes, she's a sapatologist, <laughs> yes. Or was the um, But and we, I've just... I've debated with uh, her husband on your show, I think, a number of times in relation yeah. to this issue. But, you see, it's the message that this sends out to people. And it devalues human life. And what it says, particularly to our elderly people who, who become ill, is that you're going to be a burden. You're going to be um, somebody who's not really wanted in society. We don't want to give you the care. We don't want to give you, you know, the help that you need. And shouldn't we be more compassionate to the people who have created this country um, and, and built it up to, to one could say they did, what yeah. did they build up? But, you know, and it says, and this is the way, it, yesterday, I think, or the day before on your programme, talked about the effects of COVID, particularly on older people. And, you know, you're saying to older people two years ago, stay in your house, you're not to come out, your grandchildren are not to see you, because they might murder you or kill you. You can't, if you're in a nursing home, nobody can visit you and we're going to let you die off. And now we're extending that to say, well, if you have an illness that, that, you know, we don't want to really treat because we decide that you don't have a good quality of life. Then... Yeah, but, but Mark, you know, yeah, there's a few red herrings out there, you know, and these kind of red herrings that people come up with are, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the, the daughter or the son will be looking at the mother's inheritance and saying, you know, I'm kind of making the mother feel like she's an inconvenience because she's unwell. And the mother will be thinking, ah, oh, my daughter wants rid of me. Or the day she'll be down to the doctor saying, you know, do you not think we should just pop our clogs now and get rid of her? I, you know, I don't, that's not the type of society anybody wants, of course. But I don't believe well, that. I, mean, that it, it, I don't believe that would be the case. Now I know you believe that it devalues elderly. Well, if you people. don't believe that will be the case, now you have more faith in human human nature than I have, because that will certainly be the case in in many instances. And on the other end of the spectrum, where people, for instance, have no money, the state will be saying, "Well, why should we look after these people any longer? Let's move them on. Let's, um, you know, just get rid of them." But 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 it's what it says to society then as well. It says. That, that suicide or, or death by euthanasia is acceptable. Now, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I, a friend of mine's young son, 12 years of age, committed suicide. You know, what type of society are we creating where young children are doing that, where our elderly people are being told, you're not really of value to society. To hell with the fact that you're raised you know, the children are the adults but of no, today. But nobody is saying that to anybody. What, what people are thinking about, well, hang on, hang on. And what I was saying to Dave a minute ago, when we talk about assisted suicide, the euthanasia, the first thing that comes into my head, you know, is somebody lying in a hospital bed with a terminal diagnosis in a great amount of pain who could live for another two months, could, um, in a great amount of pain, Morphine is not working as well as it should. Don't get me wrong. Palliative care do a wonderful job, uh, you know, at trying to reduce pain. But sometimes it's not always possible. And, you know, and somebody's saying there's a glass of water there. Um, there's two tablets on the table. Can somebody hold that glass of water up to my mouth and give me those two tablets? I don't want to go through this. 
that's to me is but you know you what know, I believe. Niall, as, but you know as well as I do that that's not what will happen. That's the very same arguments that they put, and I don't want to keep going back to the abortion thing, but that's the template for this, where they said it will only be for children who will be severely deformed or children who won't have any kind of a quality of life. We get rid of them. But now, you know, it, it doesn't have blue eyes or, or blonde hair, so we get rid of them or it's an inconvenience or it's a financial burden, you know, so we just kill them off. And that's what will happen. We only have to look at where this is permitted, Canada, Europe, uh, other European states or the Nordic countries where this is permitted. And we see children as young as 14 and 15 deciding to, to because they have an illness or whatever, that they should be well, see, but what, what, what I hear is, as, and as much as I agree with both of you, by the way, yourself and Dave, you both come from a religious perspective. And I know, Maliki, you'll be religious, maybe not well, as equally religious as Dave yeah, but is. is just, but, but no, I, hang on, but hang on. Yeah, but, but you're not... But you're not taking into consideration that people don't have the same morals. We don't all have the same morals. There's no law that says we all have to have the same morals, by the way. So we don't all think no, the same. No, but we, well, then why do we accept, right, in society that it's wrong to kill somebody in general? I can't just well, you're, well, you're, well, when you're, yeah, but, yeah, but you're killing somebody. You're killing them without their permission and without their consent. No, no, hang on. You can't. Hold on. Whether somebody. Oh, no, 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 Maliki, what you're doing is you're, you're talking about euthanasia or assisted suicide, but you're con- comparing it to murder. Now, currently in Irish law, it is compared to murder. But when, when we murder somebody or when you murder somebody, you're doing it without their permission. There is never going to be a stage where we're going to introduce legislation in this country, I certainly hope not, where we would turn around and say, your mother's 85, do you want to kill her because she's about to die anyway? That's not what, what assisted suicide is. It has to be from the sound mind of a consenting person. And you know as well as I do, Niall, that that's not what will happen. I would see Maliki, but you're predicting this. Yeah, but now I understand the abortion analogy and I get that and I predicted that too. But in saying that, you're predicting the sky falling in. I'm not. I'm saying clearly. And, you know, if you look at um, some of the, the statements that have been put from medical professionals who deal with this issue into the Oireachtas Committee over the past few days, they have all almost said that if we allow euthanasia to be legalised, we will see an increase in suicides in general. Okay, well, do me a favour. Stay there, Maliki and Dave. Please stay with me for a second. I just got to take a quick break. Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. But all through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up. But not anymore. Because now he has his own live podcast. The Niall Boylan Podcast. I mean, Dave, sorry, just to come back to you uh, very quickly before I go to Jack, who's on the other line waiting as well. You said and you spoke about your, your mother. Was it your mother or mother-in-law? Sorry, pardon me. That's, that was my mother, yes. Okay. And you said, you know, you accept that morphine is essentially a form of assisted dying because it does accelerate death. So, in other words, there's a grey area where you're okay with it and you're not okay with it. Do, do you understand what I'm trying to say? So, you're okay with it. I do understand. It only because it it's legal. It was a dilemma for me. It was a great dilemma for me, so I understand what you're saying exactly. But also understand that I come from the other side where I have a son who attempted suicide. Fortunately, they saved him in the intensive care unit, and he's still with us today. But um, the ending of a life, just because the person wants their life to end, i.e. that suicide, cannot be legalized. That is murder. It is, it is taking the most precious thing that God has given us, our life, and ending it. 
Well it's, not, well, it's not murder by definition. When you kill or murder somebody, and even Maliki will refer to abortion as killing the unborn child, you're doing it without their permission. You're doing it without their permission and without their consent. So there's a good argument there against abortion in that respect, right? Right. But when we're talking about assisted dying or euthanasia, you know, people get on a plane, they go to Switzerland at the moment, Dignitas. They're doing it consensually. They they know exactly what they're doing. They have to be of sound mind. You're not going to get a situation where somebody in the middle, you know, in the, the, the end diagnosis of dementia who doesn't understand what they're doing. That's not going to happen. That would have to be very strict in the, how we do that. So it, it's got to be people then, who consent. Then, then comes the the um, progression of this thing as it becomes abused, as corruption creeps in, and the abuses that take place, um, it, it, all you have to do is look around at the world around us where this is allowed, and you've named the places, and there are situations that are not what was intended in the first place becoming part of this, and there's a blind eye tor- turned towards it. And so I just don't want to go down, as you said, that slippery slope. Let's not even start. I think this is an important issue that uh, we need to protect people from the abuses that will inevitably take place. And they will be far more than those few instances that you've named where there's a situation of, of uh, a difficulty that you're trying to solve. Most of the time, we're seeing abuses, just like... Um, the abortion issue stretched itself into the abuses of uh, taking abortions right up to the moment of birth, uh, abortions because you don't like the fact that the child's going to be born with a deformity or it's a boy instead of a girl, etc. Those things weren't part of the original desire, but have become that, and it gets worse all the time. Stay there, both of you, for a second. Let me go to Jack as well. Jack, hi, how are you? Oh, I mean, how are you getting off? Good. Listen, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm listening to the arguments or the, the discussion there. And it, like, like like everything else, you know, personally, I had a very good friend of mine. He was multiple sclerosis, uh, lying in the bed, wife who, who had to give up, you know, like the usual. Yeah, she had to care for him. Yeah. Perfectly, his brain, his senses, his heart, all brilliant, but literally lying in the bed. And he eventually... Uh, went for uh, assisted suicide. And where, d- and where did now, he go? He went over to Switzerland. Oh, to Switzerland, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, paid big, but, but couldn't see, there was no light at the end of the tunnel. And they both agreed, all this kind of stuff. You know, that's a good few years ago when when it was even on air. I'm, assu- I'm assuming he went on his own because you're not allowed, you're not allowed to actually assist anybody. Oh, absolutely. You can't go with well, him. Well, yeah, 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 no. He, he had it arranged. That everything yeah. was, they were they were financially very, you know. Anyway, neither mm. there. So I see the arguments as regards, you see, both those men are correct in saying that, like everything else, the assisted suicide thing would be abused quite possibly down the road. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you're saying, and I, I agree wholeheartedly with you. But it's like everything else in society when it's brought in and initially the idea is good. I would vote first. That's the thing. I would go first myself. If, personally myself, if I believed that, that I was given only a couple of months to live, because you'd like to believe that people would see it and remember it as you were and not in an awful state when you're dying. 
if you know, you, you know what I'm saying. No, no, I, I understand. I, and you know, most people, I, I know people say that all the time. You know, if you remember yeah. one year putting up the Christmas lights, that was halfway yeah. up a ladder, and I said, "Listen, if I fall off this ladder and I end yeah, up, yeah, yeah, I end yeah, up in yeah, a vegetative yeah, state, yeah. just kill yeah. me." Yeah, don't yeah. don't leave yeah. me in a hospital somewhere. Exactly. And people say yeah. things like that, but but we do as human beings, we, we fight for life. You know, it is the one thing that we, we do. do. So when you yeah. are in that situation, you may not think like that again. You know what I mean? That's that's you. You see, we don't. We we see at the moment, we just don't know. Do you know that self preservation is something that we we're very good at. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff, you know that kind. Of, I mean, even even the fact there, if you were if if, if you have a, a dog and the vet says to you, "Look, there's no chance. You you just put it to sleep." It breaks your heart to do something like that. Yeah. So can you imagine, like you, you know, doing it to your parents or doing it to whatever down the road? It's it's so. Oh look, it's it's like a Pandora's box. You could open it up and. We don't know at the end of the day. We don't know what's going to happen. But if there the was a the referendum tomorrow, to you'd vote yes. I would vote. Yes, I would vote yes. From from my own but, view, but that, my own opinion. But that's bizarre, Jack. That you're telling me that you know it's going to be abused. Yeah. You're telling me that you you know you see the, the sky falling in eventually. I know, but uh, at, the, at the moment, I believe that it should. I would like to think that it wouldn't be, if you know what I mean. Like, mm. but. That's the scary thing down the road. Like, um, it's it's like uh, what was it? Oh, I can't think of the politician's name in the UK when the when abortion was introduced into the UK and like that it was all for. Um, and I'm a man talking about abortion. I know it's look. It's everyone's right no, to do okay. whatever they want with their no, own body. I believe in no, that. Without men, there wouldn't be without men there wouldn't be abortions either. So exactly. let's be clear about it. We yeah, all have no, a, we're all have yeah, a right yeah, to yeah, exactly. opinion. Okay. You know, I have my opinion on that. You know, that kind of way. So yeah. you, that, that, everyone is entitled to their opinion. Look what, the so politician of the UK. The guy, yeah. can't remember. He was a liberal, um, uh, whatever, anyway. But he turned around years after and saying, if I had known what was going to happen with abortion, the way it went, he said, I would have never voted for it. Or you he know, wouldn't, that he kind wouldn't of have brought so, in the legislation, yeah. Yeah, no, no, and I understand yeah. the point that he was making. That originally in the United Kingdom, when they brought in abortion, it was designed and it was meant to be for women whose lives were in danger. That law was then eventually abused now, because anybody can sign a piece yeah. of paper and say, "I'm feeling suicidal yeah. because I'm pregnant. My life is now in danger." So, in other words, it was yeah. just abused. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a kind of it's, it is it's a Pandora's box, and I'm kind of listening to the other men's arguments as regards that chap. Is he from Canada and that? Uh, Dave, no, Dave, Dave is, no, I don't think Dave is from Canada, no. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Dave, Dave, where are you from? You, are you from Utah, is it? Oh, I am from it? Utah. Yeah. Originally Boston, the then, yeah. then Utah, yeah, but yeah, I came yeah. from Utah to here. I live in Tralee. Well, based yeah, on the conversation right, yeah, we're having today, yeah. I think he'd be deeply insulted to say he was from Canada. <laughs> so, Sorry, my apologies. <laughs> I, I, would ima- I would imagine, my because apologies. I don't know, Jack, if you've been following what they're doing in Canada currently at the moment, they're now updating the legislation to allow euthanasia or assisted suicide for, drug, for drug users. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. believe it when I read 4.1% of the population of Canada have died from assisted suicide. I mean, that's quite a high yeah. figure. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that indicates, I believe, that it is being abused. It's more than the number that you would think it would be. Absolutely. Why is that? Because it's being abused and going beyond what it was intended. Yeah, by the way, the name of the politician we're trying to think of, Jack, was a guy called Lord Steele, I think was the name. Steele, that's right. Yes, yes, very good. David Steele. David Steele, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And he came on and he probably regretted. He said it was the the worst thing he ever uh, worked for. Well, Maliki, you heard Jack, 
you know, that if he was in that situation, he'd like that choice. And that's why he's voting yes, even though he agrees with both of you that he knows the law will be abused. And we've seen the legislation that was proposed two years ago, by the way, or well, three years ago. Was it 2022 was proposed or 2020? Uh, yeah, the original, the original piece of legislation. But that, that was thrown out, obviously, yeah. John Halligan's version of it. Um, but that, that was yeah. kind of thrown out because the reason it was thrown out because there was no time limits on it. It didn't suggest that, you know, a doctor had to say you had six months to live. It could be any time. And it didn't even suggest an age or anything on it, uh, which was a bit bizarre. Anyway, but Maliki, you know, Jack said he would vote yes. And again, I say to both yourself and Dave, and I say to you, Maliki, as well, when I, uh, the question I asked Dave, I'm not religious. I don't believe in God. I don't believe it's God's choice to take me away from this world. I believe it's my choice. And, you know, I do have a right to take my own life tomorrow if I want to. So why shouldn't I have the right to have somebody else help me to do that if I'm incapable of it, if I'm not religious? Because, well, well, unfortunately, uh, no offence to Jack, but Jack's attitude is typical of what we have now in society, where people think about what they want personally for themselves rather than what we want as a society. Now, if you want to commit suicide tomorrow night, that's your own business. And you Not know, that I would suggest anybody don't do that. Do that. Anyway. Yeah. But, but what this whole thing is about is about saying that I have to say that that's okay to you. I will tell you it's wrong to go and do that and you shouldn't go and do it. But why are we, why are we putting ads on the TV telling people to go and talk to the Samaritans if they feel depressed and all of that? If we're going to say at the end of the day, which we're looking. Because, because there are, because there are, because you know, there are people that would change their mind. No, 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 hang on for a second. Let's get back to why we, we ask people to ring the Samaritans or we ask people to ring Pieta House or whatever it happens to be. I mean, when you look at, say, the point that Ricky Gervais meant, uh, said years ago when we were, talk, we were talking about this, and Ricky Gervais made the point that everybody should be allowed assisted suicide, even if you're not even sick, right? And he then went on to talk about it even deeper. And he said, if somebody was in a situation where they wanted to die, and he said, and we actually had official places where they could go, and say, you know, I want to, I'm finished now, I'm done, I'm out of here, I want to check out. He said, but in those places you had counsellors. He said, we could actually probably save a lot more lives. In other words, people who would actually just talk them out of it and, you know, and sit them down and say, well, again, what are your problems? Uh, without, without going back to the abortion issue again, we were told that the three-day waiting period was to deal with that. Well, it did, to, allow to some degree. To, you know, it, it did, well, it I mean, did. It did. Yeah, there was 4,000 4, people didn't come back for the second appointment. And that's why they wanted to get rid of that three-day waiting period. You know, so once something, once the door is open, Niall, it opens further and further till there is no door. And that's the simple reality of what happens in, in this world. And we surely should be building a society where we say that all of our people are valued for whatever contribution they can make, whatever type of life that they have. And that we shouldn't be saying, particularly to our old people and our younger sick people, that, look, you're a burden on somebody. Look, your man and dad doesn't need to be spending all their time looking after you. You know, just leave this world. Are you saying to your, your mother or your grandmother, listen, ma, I have to go out tonight. I can't be sitting in minding you. You know, you'd be better off moving on to the next world if you believe in the next world. You know, and, and that's what will happen. And it's not even that people will say that. But, but, but your ma can move on to the next world if she wants to move on to the next world. As we've already you know, talked about, there's no law against taking your own life. But this this particular piece of legislation will be brought in for people who are incapable of... No, but, but hang on, are incapable of taking their own lives. For whatever reason. People right. with locked-in syndrome or whatever it happens to be. They're incapable of doing well, it I mean, themselves. Okay, well... Okay, or they want just want, or they want to do it with dignity in What do you say to the people? What do you say to the people who are struggling with cancer and other terminal illnesses? I have a sister who has terminal cancer, 
and she just won't give up. She is. And well done to her, man. by the way. She's wise. That's self-preservation, well, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah, but that's and, just and her why choice. Do we have, why do we have that? And then we have others who just say, ah, toss in the towel, I'm done. Yep. Um, but I, I don't understand. I, but, stand. but Dave, I, know, I understand some people will fight to the tooth and nail to stay alive. And I understand yeah. the, the reason for that. I understand. The, the human the, nature is to absolutely. do that. Of the course. human body will Self-preservation. Fight. I'm well aware of it, Maliki. But there are people who don't want to do that. I have a brother-in-law at present, as you know, um, they took him off the machine on Monday and he is still there. He is still fighting for his life or his body is fighting. That is the natural life cycle. We don't say to somebody, look, you're not really of value to society. You can't contribute. You're not a taxpayer. You're, you're draining money from the state. You know, you're on a penalty. And that's what it comes we down don't to, really the value want of life. Yeah, but, but I, I will say to you that many of us have seen people die. And I've seen people say with cancer or whatever it is, particularly say something like lung cancer or respiratory disease or whatever it is, where they literally can't breathe and they're fighting for their life. And in many of those cases, I know people listening today have said, I would love to have intervened in that last day where they were in pain, they were gasping, and I would have loved to have helped them because they knew they were going to die in the next 24 to 48 hours or whatever it is. I would have loved to help them go a little bit quicker. Many people would say that. And now we can also look at people who have been told you have a couple of days to live and then they miraculously come out of that. That's rare. And they're, they're living lives, you know, so... Now, Maliki, to be fair, that's quite rare. Doctors are fairly good at predicting if somebody's going to die. It's not... Well, it's the message, Niall, that it sends to our people. It tells them that when you get to a certain age or when you have a certain disability or any kind of disability, physical or mental, that you're not really of value to society. And, you know, do we really want a world where everybody has blue eyes and blonde hair, you know? No, well, I'm, I certainly don't want the area raise it. Listen, i got to clear up some of the lines here. Maliki, stay with me for a second. Dave, I appreciate you coming on the air and talking to us today. Thank you very much indeed. Um, I want All to, the best. I want to go to Sandy as well. Sandy, hi, how are you? Hey, finally. <laughs> how are you? I'm sorry for keeping you waiting, Sandy. I do apologise. You're all right. Talk to you, apologise. You're, you're, all, you're all right. Now, um, I'm Catholic, okay? Right, yeah, sorry. And I just wanted to say to the priest, I forgot his name, I do apologise. Uh, Dave, Dave. Dave, D- Dave is have... fine, he's happy with Dave. Dave Bresnahan is his name. We'll go on. All right, thank you. Yes. Right, yeah. uh, Dave, this, this is to you, love, okay, right? I am Catholic, I pray every night, uh, but I don't go to Mass, and my reason is being, and I think you, uh, no offence to you, or to the Lord God, God above, but I think you are being a little bit of a hypocrite. Because I just want to ask you one question first. What do you, uh, right, the Ten Commandments, what do you think about the religion uh, that's going on in Ireland? The religion in Ireland, firstly. I, I, I don't really understand your, your question for right. Dave. What, 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 what does he think the state of religion is in Ireland or how does he think? Yes, oh, the okay. state of religion in Ireland. Okay, well, yes. Dave, you can answer that briefly if you want. Unfortunately, it's happening all over the world. People are not going to church like they used to. Just as this lady has said, she's not going to Mass anymore. And I encourage everyone, go to church. It's Christmas time. This is a good time to make a decision. Let's go to church. We haven't been for a while. Let's go. Whatever church you belong to, you belong in church. It will help you. You will feel better about life. You'll be a happier person. You will find greater joy just by going to church each week. 
And I am not a Catholic anymore. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But okay, so, but, okay, but San, Sandy, what, what is the point you're trying to make to Dave? You said he was a hypocrite. So why, why is he a hypocrite? I didn't, I didn't right. notice any hypocrisy. No, 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 you're all right. Uh, the reason why I'm asking that, in one of the commandments, I, I shall not kill. I'm probably saying it in a right Thou, thou uh, shalt not kill, yes, yes. Yeah. Thou shalt not kill. What, did, uh, the Mag- what happened in the Magdalene Laundry? The nuns uh, killed off children that were sick. It didn't try to make them better. You can't blame religion on that. You can only blame people on that. No, that is one of the reasons, and I know of things, why people are not... No, 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 I, I, I understand that, because the messengers of God messed up badly. But you can't blame religion, and here I am defending religion, which I normally never do. Uh, you, can't, you can't blame the religion on the abuse of children or the way the nuns treated children or treated women in the Magdalene Laundries. They were human beings that treated children and people like that. But the Church of Ireland actually knew about it at the time, but did not. I'm, I'm well aware of that, but they're more human beings. Yeah. Who, right. uh, their interpretation of God's will was different to what it should have been. Right. Okay. I, I make, um, the reason why I came on as well, my mother um, passed away nearly three years ago. Um, she kept having many strokes at home, and it, was, it got that bad that they brought her home with a. Um, Basically, uh, with a tube inside of her stomach and one down her throat, she couldn't swallow, she couldn't eat or nothing. And she didn't want to be here. And there was no no legislation in Ireland at the time. And we all sat around in the the bed with her in the sitting room. And it it was horrible. It was horrible to see her gasping for breath. Yes, I know. You know, we all held her hand until the end. And I swear, and I I turned around and I said that I would never, ever want to go that way again. That if I knew that I was going to end up like that, that I would um, get a doctor or somebody, you know, to let me die. Let me die you know, the morphine or whatever it is, but I would not like to be gone like that. That is a horrible way to go. No, no I, I, I mean, unfortunately, the end of human life can be very difficult to witness. Uh, and I yeah. and I understand that, particularly it depends on how people die. And it can be. Yeah. My own father died of a heart attack in the middle of the night in, in his sleep. So that would, If I want to go, that's the way I'm going to go. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah. sadly, if there was a referendum tomorrow, would you vote yes or no to assisted suicide? 100% I would go for it. Because it's, um, people have to understand that if, if you wanted um, to die in the morning, um, if you had cancer, God forgive, tip wood, you have to go through a full medical, see a, a psychiatrist, the whole lot, blah, blah, blah. And when you're in that room, I, I've just seen it on TV, you have the doctors there, you have maybe one or two members of the family there. It's in a peaceful environment the player music and everything and you are in control of that morphine so the doctors know exactly what they are doing um but it's up to the patient themselves yeah well that well that's why i in palliative care in ireland is wonderful i have to be honest with you. listen thank you very much indeed sandy let me just before i want to go to dr pat morris before i do that i want to go to morris morris very quickly hi how are you Niall, how are you doing great conversation i oh, two experiences of people that um ended up being allowed to take their own lives. One was the 15 or 17-year-old, and the other was a man of 102. But there's a wide spectrum of age difference of people that were in the medical situations. The young boy had a terrible condition, and 
he spoke to his parents and they said, look, if you want to go, we'll go. So he ended up in court in Belgium and he granted, he was granted his wish and he departed. The I remember that assistance. story. I remember that story. Yeah. Yeah. And then do you remember the story of the 102 year old man that flew from Australia to Switzerland? He was tired of living and he ended his own life and he was in full view of his faculties. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, free will has a lot to do with it and choice. But if, so, if we had an Irish woman go to the courts here, they dragged her through the courts uh, to see if they would allow her to take her own life. And eventually the disease that she had killed her. But she, she was forced to go through the courts to, to end her suffering. And, you know, it's not a nice thing for anybody to have to go through. Well, 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 well no, to, be, to be fair, the reason she was forced to go through the courts mm. was because in this country, it's illegal to assist anyone to die. Now, there's good reason for that. Um, so, 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 so we had three judges in the Supreme Court had to make a decision based on the Constitution, mm. and and they did speak to Mary Gasty and her husband at the time, saying that you mm. know if they could have made a different decision, they may have. But unfortunately, or Mary Fleming, sorry, I do apologise, he was yeah. saying the wrong name, uh, Mary Fleming. But if indeed they could have made a diff- different decision, they would have made a different decision, maybe. But they couldn't yeah. because of the Constitution of Ireland. But then again, it does seem that we can change the legislation in Ireland uh, just by changing the legislation to the Oireachtas. We don't have to have yeah. a referendum, but I think it would be in the spirit of the Constitution to allow this to go to a referendum anyway, even though it may not be necessary. And wasn't it also a criminal offence if looked upon by the courts and the church? And one was a mortal sin, and two, anybody that committed suicide was a, a criminal offence. Well, it was a sin. It was a sin, yes. There was a time, I think, if you took your own life in Ireland, you couldn't go to a Catholic church to be buried, or you couldn't be or buried. you weren't allowed to go into consecrated ground. Consecrated you ground, know? that's so right, you're, yeah. So yeah. you're even being discriminated against in religion, even in debt. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, but, Morris, do, I, but just would you vote yes or no if it, if it yes, did go to I a think referendum? He, like the abortion referendum, I voted yes. It's your body, your choice. If you want to go, you should be allowed to make that decision yourself in your full faculties. If you don't want to suffer anymore beyond this earth, get rid of your flesh life, your blood life, and go on to your next spirit life. All right, Morris, listen, thank you for that. Going to take a quick break. I'm back to talk to Dr. Pat Morrissey. Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. All through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up. But not anymore. Because now he has his own live podcast, the Niall Boylan Podcast. All right, let me go to Dr. Pat Morrissey, who's a Catholic doctor. Um, uh, Pat, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Niall. Uh, Thanks for inviting me on to... You're you're, you're, very, you're very welcome, and, and I followed your, a lot of your work, by the way, particularly during COVID. It was very interesting to see some of the things that you had to say. I think I might have spoke to you once or twice on the radio as well at the time. I can't remember whether uh, I did. Uh, no, you didn't. I would have loved to have had the opportunity, but uh, I know that's not the subject for today, but okay. uh, maybe sometime, yeah. Uh, absolutely. But look, getting back to this, there is a huge push at the moment to bring this legislation in. I do believe, and some people have suggested already, even though we may not need a referendum, that we should have a referendum in the spirit of the Constitution um, because um, it should be up to the people whether we decide to progress with legislation that allows somebody to assist another person to die. Um, Firstly, do you agree with legislation to allow somebody to assist another person to die? Uh, No, from my perspective, and I understand that we live in a democracy and it's it's up to, you know, people, you know... um, the demos to to uh, come to a decision about this, but as a as a, you know a doctor, a physician, uh, uh, someone who who tries to to follow my faith as well, uh, it's entirely inconsistent with my 
um, with my worldview. Um, uh, first, do no harm is what we're told. That's the basic rule uh, in medicine. First, do no harm. Does that, so by the way, Pat, can I ask a question? Sorry for interrupting you, but people talk about the doctor's oath or the Hippocratic oath on a regular basis. Yeah. Do doctors still take the Hippocratic oath or is that gone now? Do they still take that? Well, uh, I, I took it, and um, but the last, if the last three years have been, uh, 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 you know, uh, if they've indicated anything, they've indicated that uh, um, that doctors are not adhering by their oaths. I mean, the last three years, uh, the Nuremberg Code was, uh, and the Helsinki Conventions were were thrown to the to the to the side. Uh, you know, so. We have all these fantastic documents and the Hippocratic Oath going way back. Um, uh, so, uh, mm. you know, a lot of a lot. Of, I'm afraid a lot of my fellow colleagues have have looked the other way in relation to that. And I and I see this um, uh, assisted suicide or assisted dying or this uh, euphemism that they're using now, made medical assistance in dying. What you know, what a pleasant sounding concept that is made. To come to you in your last hours, you know, I see it as just a, a, a soft way of, of bringing in uh, the, this um, uh, physician-assisted uh, uh, suicide or euth- euthanasia. You know, so mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 a it's a process that uh, that's eating away at both ends of life. Your previous speaker, and I wasn't privy to all all the conversation that you had there now, but he made reference to abortion. Um, and uh, your your body, your choice. That's that's another uh, that's another discussion we could have. But we can see how how human rights and medicine uh, um, uh, is being challenged uh, all over the place. Yeah. Uh, and this is just another front in the battle. But anyway, ask me a question then, uh, rather than me just rambling on. Niall. Okay. In relation to this choice that that Mara spoke about just before the break. I mean, if you're religious, and I respect your religion as a Catholic and as a Catholic doctor, um, obviously you wouldn't agree with somebody taking their own life because you believe that should be God's will. But you've got to understand, I suppose, that maybe 40% of the population don't practice a religion. Uh, they may yeah. be down on the piece of paper as being a Catholic, but don't practice a religion. And yeah. they, they believe that when their time is up or they're given a terminal diagnosis or whatever it happens to be, that, that reason happens to be, that they should be allowed to make that choice. That, again, as I said to, to the elder Dave earlier on, that nobody is going to force you, for example, Pat, as a Catholic, to make that choice. That's your choice. But they want yeah. to know, can they have their choice? So can they have their choice? Or why can't so, they have so, their choice? Yeah, so, so I totally accept that and people have different different worldviews. Um, and I can, can understand, you mentioned the Marie Fleming case. Yeah. Um, Judge Nicholas Kern said in, in the judgment there, um, it would be impossible to ensure that aged, disabled, poor, unwanted, rejected, etc. would not avail of this option to avoid the sense of being a burden on their families and society. So this is the issue of unintended consequences. You know, so uh, there could be an individual and a, a very difficult, uh, you know, medical circumstances and uh, where, where it, you know, you can understand why somebody would want to exit. Um, but if you bring it into the law, what happens is 
the, 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 the uh, boundaries just keep moving out. Look at what's happened in Canada in recent years. I, Look at what's I was happened talking about that Belgium. earlier on. 4.5% or 4.1% sorry, of the population have died from assisted dying. Yeah, so, so now in Canada, if you can't pay your rent, um, if you've got a psychiatric condition, if you're a war veteran with PTSD, they're offering you assisted dying. Or, or now a drug user as well, by the way. As well. Yeah, so... so uh, if, pe- if people want to bring this in, this is what's going to happen. The, it's, it's called the Overton window, you know, just, the, you know, the margins of what's acceptable keep getting moved, you know. And well, we, well, we, we I- already have an acceptable level. You as a doctor and you, as a practice, you take care of people, by the way, who are dying, who are close yes, to death. Yes, I do. On a regular on a basis. basis. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. we have so all, I, as I, I mentioned earlier on, we've all watched people die, you know, our loved ones yeah. die. And we've yeah. watched people grasping for death or grasping for life. And, you know, palliative care is given, morphine is given, and usually it's an overdose of morphine uh, because the amount of morphine that would be given would essentially shut down the organs in a short period of time. So we are kind of doing it already. And even as... No, 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 no. I would disagree with you there, Niall. And, and, and the issue around morphine, um, you know, I this is, this is my... Uh, bread and butter. This is my, you know, I, I deal with this on a, on a weekly basis, you know, and we're very conservative, you know, and you can, uh, you can use these drugs um, at end of life without impairing people's function, okay? Uh, you can use them to control symptoms. And if you look at what Irish palliative consultants say, they are not for assisted dying, you know, and they are intimately uh, acquainted with the ins and outs of managing people who are dying and the difficult cases as well. Uh, and and I, 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 can't, I, I don't have it to hand, but I read a letter not so long ago from uh, a group of palliative consultants in Ireland who, who were making a statement against the introduction of assisted dying. Uh, and they are people who are more qualified than me. I believe I'm reasonably qualified. I'm dealing with this from a medical perspective. But many years ago, um, I was with somebody who was dying and that person yeah. had roughly a week to live. Um, they yeah. had they were in the severe stages of cancer, the final stages of cancer. And I remember the doctor saying to me and another person who was related to them, um, look, we can up the dose of morphine. He's in a lot of pain at the moment. If we up the dose of morphine, we can reduce that pain. But I will warn you that it will shut down the organs. And, you know, you'll probably only have about 24 hours. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. so doctors are doing that currently, though. That, that yeah, is a but, but So all we're doing is funny. deciding where the line is, aren't we? We're, we're kind yeah, of, yeah. you know but what I mean? That's very important. That's very important. But, it's, but what was the intention? What was the intention? It's a completely different issue. Now. What was the intention of that doctor? It was to alleviate suffering. It wasn't to end the life. So, so I believe that, that ethics... Are, are, are not being taken seriously enough. And technology and medicine has moved to, to such an extent that it's, it's the, the ethical side of things hasn't caught up with it. And, and it's very important that we have these conversations and I'm delighted that you're, that you're airing this issue. Um, uh, but long ago, um, when, somebody, when somebody was at the end of their life, they, they referred to pneumonia as the old man's friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So there are natural ways of dying, but what is medicine and what is medical practice doing nowadays? It's interfering with a lot of things that are happening naturally to people. They're being put up on 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 drips. Uh, they're being given medications. 
uh, to prolong their life. They're being given antibiotics, antivirals, steroids, all these things to try and prolong them, uh, their lives when, when they would they would naturally pass away. You know, so. But see, here's the thing, Pat. I agree with you. And I agree with Malachi Steens, who was on earlier on, and, I, and Dave, who is the elder from the Latter-day Saints. I agree with you all. And I don't want to see a situation like Canada in Ireland, or I don't want to see people like Philip Nishka doing, you know, having a business in, in Ireland of essentially killing people. I don't want to see that. Yeah. That's not the Ireland I want to see. Yeah. But I also yeah. listen to people who watch loved ones pass away in great pain. Yeah. And, you know, and or maybe people like Mary Fleming, for example, who I think yeah. we will always have those cases of extremes, you know, where people, yeah. we feel so sorry for them. And we we really want to help yeah. them. And we want to help them yeah. have their choice at the end of life. So mm-hmm. I, I see that too. And I get torn between those things. I know. But hard cases make bad law. And uh, it's a difficult, I wouldn't want to be in the position of, of, of trying to frame legislation around this issue. Um, but I, I, I agree with you as well. There are there are hard cases. But uh, uh, I was just reading a, a little while ago there, but in, in Canada, again, uh, the uh, Quebec College of Physicians are suggesting that they should bring in assisted dying for infants with um, um, malformations. You know, so and, and that's not what I would want to say because I don't believe that infant can give consent anyway in the first place. Exactly, so I, exactly. Yeah. But they're using this phraseology, this terminology, this uh, uh, increasing uh, acceptance. That's, a, that's of essentially culling people with disabilities. It's it's eugenics. It's yeah. eugenics. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it is. And you know, I know people. You know, the, the thalidomide issue. Uh, there are so many people who are affected by that. Uh, maybe it's passing from the, the consciousness of that. But you, you, you would have known people. I, I know would have yes. known people. Uh, um, I, if this comes in, those those babies would would be, uh, you know, in a very precarious position. You know, yeah. and a lot of these people, they they dealt with their uh, their their. Uh, the adversity, the situation they found themselves and they had very fulfilling and successful lives. You know, a lot of them are still alive. And well, okay, but, 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 and I'm sorry to rush it, Pat, but in relation to this legislation, um, would you be okay with it? Okay, I, I wouldn't agree with it just being legislated by the Oireachtas, by the way. I don't, I don't think anybody with a sound mind would agree with that. Mm. But, although there are politicians who probably would in this country, the way things are going at the moment, but would you agree with it going to a referendum? Because that's democracy, isn't it? I think our, I think our constitution has been ripped apart enough at this stage. I don't. Uh, how many how many amendments have there been to the U.S. Constitution? To the U.S. Constitution, or the Irish Constitution. I know. Well, I just said, you know, make the how many? There's been four, or five, maybe, to the U.S. Constitution. We've had thirty-seven. Our, our government is it thirty-seven? Yeah, they they want to keep going back and rip up the document that that our. our uh, well, I mean, it, it, well, yeah, but Pat, it is normal to, to want to change a constitution because time changes, you know, and society evolves and, you know, and our values change over time. Now, I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong, I still, I, I consider myself conservative, so my values don't change too much. But in saying that, it, times do change. Yeah, yeah. The, the, when Moses came down off the mountain, he had the Ten Commandments. They haven't changed, mm. you know. So uh, our ancestors were a lot wiser uh, in some ways than we are today, you know, and there's fashions uh, 
that, that, that dictate that certain things will be done. There's a constitution, there's a constitutional amendment being proposed, I believe, and you could correct me on this, where they want to take the one reference to woman that's in the constitution out of it. Yeah, they want to, well, they want to change that to the word carers. So, look... Uh, and they also want to read. They also want to redefine the word family into durable relationships, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, Pat. Unfortunately, I've run out of time, Pat. But it's been wonderful having you Thank on. You very much. And Thank I, you I'm, very I'd much. I'd love to talk to you again. In more detail, maybe. Thank you. Thank you very okay, much. Bye, there you bye, go, Doctor Pat Morrissey. Let me go to Morris. Uh, Morris, hi. How are you? Uh, good. Thanks, Niall. Good, Morris. Uh, you've heard all the arguments to and from, uh, to and fro. There, should I say? Um, would you um, Would you vote yes or no if there was a referendum? I would vote no. I would like the doctor before I'd be that uh, it would be against my conscience anyway, by uh, my uh, religion. But uh, I wouldn't like I wouldn't be very religious, but it would be one of those key things that I would adhere to. Um, like as the doctor has mentioned, in Canada, for instance, it has been extended and targeted. Oh, it's out of control. Let's say people who 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 um, let's say can't pay their bills, they're offered it. Um, people with psychiatric um, mental conditions, cheaper for the government to get them to do assisted dying than to give them the help that they need. Um, you see in Belgium, for instance, it's targeted. I'm not sure what the age group is, but I know like 14-year-olds can do it, but you have to be assessed by like two two psychiatrists, I think, and then mm-hmm. you can take your own. You know, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Um, like, if I wanted to take my own life, I'd just get a rope and hang myself off a beam or something, or I'd just turn I'm my back. I'm glad you didn't, but yeah, yeah. I, know, I understand. You're yeah. allowed to do that, yeah. But, like, to have it, you know, it, you know, it, it, like, like, for instance, kids with Down syndrome would be, would be, could be targeted, and as the well, judge rightly said... Well, they're already targeted with abortion laws. Mm. Yeah. People with disabilities or whatever it happens to be, yeah. Like it, it's 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 the wrong way to go in, in, in my opinion. Um, like for instance, I would be in a lot. Most people in this country actually would be in favour of capital punishment for people, for instance, committing paedophiles, pedophile, um, and uh, and rapists. You know, like it, that. They used to be the norm for most countries. Yet we give them a slap on the wrist. Um, like I'd have no. If I was a doctor, for instance, I'd have no problem admit. Um, and giving uh, capital punishment, even though that would be against my profession. Yes, doing what the government's trying to bring in mm-hmm. wouldn't, which is strange. Um, and also, when you think of it this way, like for instance, if if we brought hanging back, the organs of the individual, for instance, would be um, wouldn't be damaged from the procedure, and you can remove them and give them to save other people's lives, even and. <laughs> So, like, you could, there could be a positive to us. I know other people on the left would would think that's mad, but like other countries do it. I'm not like I know, for instance, China does. I'm not putting China on. No, it. we're not. We're not. We're, I don't think we're ever going back to the death penalty in Ireland. Well, we can't. But we're, we're part of the European Union, so like, it'll it'll never be legalized. Yeah, like the UK, for instance, could bring in. They whatever. they actually could bring back in the death penalty because they're not part of the European Union anymore. Okay, but Morris, just, let's just stick with what we're talking about in relation to to euthanasia. You would say absolutely say no. You believe it devalues life. Yeah. Okay, so we'll stay there. Let me just go to, hang on, let me go to Bernie as well. I, I need to go to Paul and Peter as well. Uh, Bernie, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall, how are you today? Good. Well, as a nurse, for, my, for all most of your life, um, you watched people in palliative care, I, I imagine, take their final yeah. breath. Um, and do you believe any of those people would have decided to go a bit quicker if they wanted to? No. Or if Anyone it was available to them? No. None of them. 
I mean, you know, their pain relief was uh, morphine was given at the end when they had severe pain to relieve their pain and their the anxiety around it, and uh, they, you know, it was titrated according to their needs. Mm -hmm. The person still asked for the medication until they went unconscious. When a level was reached where they did actually become unconscious, then they would be put on a drip to give them fluids because they couldn't swallow and to give the medication to keep the pain relief at bay. But what if, what, if, what if we could legislate, and I understand people's concerns about Canada and what's happening over there, which is atrocious, right? Um, but what if we could legislate with very strict legislation around it, that if somebody is diagnosed, you know, with say three months to live with a terminal illness or terminal cancer, and their health is only going to go downhill, it's not going to go any better, and they can get a second opinion on it or whatever it happens to be, and they decide, you know, okay, I'm going to get another month out of this, but after that, my health is going to go downhill. I don't want to be lying in a bed with somebody changing me nappy, and you know, and going downhill in health where I literally can't feed myself anymore. I'd rather just go now. Thanks very much. But Niall, that's not our decision to make. That is the person on the day's decision. That's, I can't make that decision for that but person. No, but nobody's asking you to make that decision. You know, nobody's no, asking anyone else. It is their decision. So, but, yeah. as, but as a nurse or a doctor, should that person be able to say, listen, doctor, can you give me two tablets and a glass of water there that'll just pop me no. off there? I think, no, that's the person's own choice. As that man ahead of me said, you know, if he wants to kill himself, he'll take a rope out. Yeah, but, but, but we don't want to be, we don't want to be encouraging people to do barbaric things, do we? No, I, no absolutely not. But I'm saying it's a it's it's. I'm not making that. I think we bad enough. No legislation. I I would vote no on all counts. Mm -hmm. Human life is sacred, and I I have you know I have family who are mentally handicapped, and would I not want them in the world? I'm so proud of them, and they are downs, and they are mentally. And is know, that is that your fear as well, like Malachi and everybody else, that once you bring in this legislation, all of a sudden? You know, we'll be deciding. You know, oh, that person's not important enough to live. Let's but encourage them to take their lives. The yeah, but we don't even know the honest uh, um, abortion figures. Is that actually happening? Is it actually happening because a baby is termed to be, you know, have the the chromosome? Well, no, it does happen. It absolutely happens. Well, it doesn't happen as much in this country because it's twelve weeks limit to abortion. But it, certainly uh, in the United Kingdom, we've seen statistics where people are terminating pregnancies because uh, the fetus would be uh, diagnosed with Down syndrome. Absolutely, that's happening. I am so, I'm telling you now, you could not meet a most nicer person. I'm absolutely. So proud I'm, of I'm, I'm, absolutely. I wouldn't wish her life any shorter than what she has. She has dementia and she's in her 50s. She's mm. the most beautiful human being. She will hug me and kiss me. Do you think I have, I would take a choice and, and take her out of this world? No way. Mm. I love her and I, she loves me and that's all I care. Why would you vote in something like that? She's entitled to her life like I am. And but I, I I personally wouldn't, Bernie. And and no, what no, I'm but what I'm saying is there are people who believe that, and it's not it's we don't want to confuse this with people making a decision for somebody else, because that's what's happened sadly in Canada where people are being offered it and encouraged, which is horrendous, right? But it's a situation where somebody makes that personal decisions themselves. Like let's take the extreme, Mary Fleming, that case in two thousand thirteen. Yeah, Mary no, Fleming yeah. was incapable of taking her own life because she had multiple cirrhosis. So she was incapable of taking her own life. So she wanted the state to assist her or a doctor to assist her to die with, as she said, die with dignity. It, I, I am not, look at Niall, the assholes that are run this country at the moment, I would be terrified of what they'd bring in. Like, I would absolutely say no. I don't trust any, human life is sacred to me and everybody else. We, you have no right over somebody else's life. I have no rights over anyone's life. 
like my husband was on morphine before he died. He had severe COPD and emphysema. And he, when he was put on it, he said to me, I'm not taking this. And I said, no, don't take it. And I, and I went and I found mm. all the information I could because morphine is a dep- can depress the, the, the breathing system. And I was wondering why he was put on it. So anyway, I told him not to take it till I researched it, went to the consultant he was looking after, and they explained it to me and made me understand because he had anxiety and panic attacks when he couldn't breathe. So when they made me say it was a tiny bit they were giving him, and I saw him improve, Niall, and I saw him able to walk, and I saw him able to get around with a quality life with oxygen. And he had a quality life. But unfortunately, the morphine, you know, his, his heart began to fail. His lungs began to get more just dilated. The, the, the bronchioli in his lungs began to get bigger because of his COPD and emphysema. And so he, he had the, the, the stuff to calm him down. He still was able to use, he still had a quality of life. He still able to walk around with help. And at the very end, they titrated it to meet his needs. And he passed away, his heart gave out. It wasn't anything to do with the morphine because it was managed really, really well by the hospice. And, 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 and that's wonderful. But we, and I mentioned already today, we have had cases where people are given too much morphine on purpose. Um, and the reason that happens is because they're in a great amount of pain. And we have to make a balance between, you know, do we leave somebody in pain or give them a lot of morphine that is probably going to kill them anyway? And, and that's a brave decision to make, isn't it? Yeah, that's a completely different thing. That's where somebody's been trying to, they try to titrate because some pain is, in, you know, bone pain. It's such a different... different no, I, I, I understand that. Pain. And as a nurse, you would understand that better than I would. Yeah. But but getting I mean, getting back to what you were saying earlier on, you know, in, in relation to your niece, I think it was you, you were talking about. Was it your niece? My or, sister. Or, My sister. Okay, your sister. And she is a very valuable part of society. And I have no doubt that there is legislation in this world for assisted suicide that makes people like your sister, feel invaluable in society, makes elderly people feel invaluable in society, makes them feel like they're better off away from society because society doesn't want them. And there is legislation in this world. And your fear is that if we legislate for assisted suicide because of the way we've legislated for other things in this country, you don't trust politicians in this country to legislate to protect your sister. No, I don't. Like, I, I've looked in the eyes of so many people who are got the worst disease and the worst can- outcomes and most more, worst diagnoses, and I've looked in their eyes. Not one of them said, Bernie, take my life. Mm. Not one person. And they just got on with it. And they took they, whatever they were given as a diagnosis. They accepted it. wasn't easy. Niall, they got really angry. They were really hurt. There's so many stages they went through. But we were there with them to help them cope. And that's all I could do. But I would not take that person's life in a heartbeat. I would not take it for them for a minute because they wanted to go on that journey to the end. Stay there for a second, Bernie, if you can. Let me go to Paul. Paul, hi, how are you? Hi, hi, Niall. How are you? Good, Paul. You heard Bernie and she makes a very passionate plea there for a no vote, if indeed there was a vote, that it should be up to the person themselves. Um, you know, or should I say the person, people should die naturally and the palliative care in this country is wonderful. And there's, I have no doubt about that in the way we deal with people who are dying. But would you vote yes in favour of assisted suicide? I would, yeah. Why? Well, the, the way the assisted suicide actually works is it's not up for another person. It's not another person's choice whether somebody should live or die. It's that person's um, choice. So if, if you're going to go through the assisted suicide process, you make the decision in front of two or three um, psychiatrists and they make sure that you're in 
in, in the right mind to make that decision. And like people are coming on here and they're talking about the constitution and they're talking about um, religion and God. Sure, the way the governments are going now, sure they're rewriting the Bible. They're taking the work of God's hand, if, if, if you want to work that, by saying now that a woman can be a man, a man can be a woman, a dog can be a cow, whatever way it's going to work. They're changing laws to suit themselves. They're taking everything out of the constitution when it comes to... But isn't that what uh, Bernie's saying? Well, isn't that what Bernie's saying? So you're saying you'd vote yes, but on the other hand, you're telling me you don't trust the government because they're making a mess of things anyway. No, no, I'm not saying... I'd I'd vote yes, but I would put it down as strict, strict liability on where it's the person's choice. I'd I'd like to put an example. The person's had to be involved, let's say, in a a serious accident, okay? They have a a wife and four children and they're the main support for that family, Okay. The life insurance um, doesn't cover, the critical illness doesn't pay out, that person can never work again. Um, so now they're risking homelessness, um, where they've nowhere to live, they can't support their family, um, they're, in a, they're in a situation where they'll, ne- they'll never be able to provide again for their life. So they take a decision that, well, if, if, I, if I decide I'm no good for, for, for life anymore in my family, by, te- by, by doing the assisted suicide, well, then I, they'll get life insurance, the mortgage will be paid off. There's a lot of different ways to, to look at it. Like, and I've worked in the mental health. Um, I, mental I would health hate to think that people, well, hang on, I would hate to think in any society that people would take their lives or would want to be assisted to take their lives for financial reasons. Then well, we're in a really bad place if that happens, aren't that's, we? That's but 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 to be honest with you, Noel, Jordan, the um, Jordan, the the um, the recession. I know many people. Um, Absolutely, I, I, yes, who took their lives. their lives because yeah. of those reasons. Yeah, but we shouldn't. We should never be in a society that says more about our government and about the way we are as a society. So we should never be in that situation. And I would hate to think people would be encouraged to take their lives for financial reasons. But see, Paul, the problem is, and Bernie makes a really good point, and so does everybody else. When we look at the laws in Canada, and and that's what we're looking for, or that's what some politicians in this country are looking for, is you know quite lax laws for assisted suicide in relation, same similar to what they have in Canada, where people are being encouraged because they don't have enough money for their mortgage or their rent. I should maybe be better off dead, so just take your life. You can sign here now, and we'll help you do that. Or people are drug users. There's no hope for you. You're a heroin addict, so you might as well sign there, and we, we should, we, we'll do away with you. I mean, is that really the type of society but, but, we want? But, 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 or you have Down no, syndrome, or your baby, no. your baby's been born with a, you know, um, a deformity. Sure, sure, look, just sign there, sure, you know what I mean, and you can consent for them for them to take their own lives. No, I don't agree. I don't agree with um, that type of thing. But, I well, don't but isn't that, that what happens? Is Invariably, isn't that what happens? We were told five years ago if we voted for abortion, it would only be 12 weeks. There'd be a three-day waiting period. It would never be uh, go beyond that. But now we've already political parties. We've already politicians and other people calling for that legislation to be changed. So what happens is if you say yes to something, all of a sudden it gets changed three years down the road. That's what happens. No, I totally understand, but I just, I, I still, I still have the reason. Like, if it's legislated, it's a person's choice how they want to live with their life. Like, let's say, for example, a person that, as you said, like somebody that knows they're they've been a drug addict for twenty, twenty-five years, they're living on the street. Like, if they decide, like, there's nothing better for me in life, should it not be that person's decision? That if he feels that way or she feels that way, that's the best way to go. Well, like, isn't, isn't that a reason, sad society, isn't it, where we feel that somebody has a, a drug problem that you know the best option for them is just to Hey, here you go. Here's a glass of water and two tablets, and you won't be a burden in society anymore. No, but the, but the, if it's their choice, it's not us telling them to do it. I'll give you an example. But is that a choice you really years, want people to have? But, but no. twenty years ago, I'll give you an example. That um, and it was a friend of mine, and I'm not going to say how it happened, or I'm not going to give any names. But a friend of mine was um, 
about 20 years ago, he was in a playground with his daughter. And he was sitting rocking his daughter on the swing. And he was on the, one of the little tiny little swings. And uh, he was sitting beside his daughter rocking back and forward. And the seat just went from underneath him. And he only fell literally like probably two foot. But he was paralyzed from, from the neck down. And for three years, he was... He 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 had his daughter. He he wanted out, and he he like this was this went went on, and he couldn't take his own life. But um, one of his family helped him, and there was a big big case about it. But like in a situation like that, where a person can't move from the neck down, and they they decide that I don't want to live this life, should that not be their choice to make, and not not anybody else's? Okay, just like, before well, before I go to Peter, just just Bernie, do you want to respond to that? Should that not be his choice to do that? He was paraplegic, no, I, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I know many people who are paraplegic, and he got three extra years. I know it mightn't have been a good quality of life for him, but he was with his daughter for those three years, and they did their best to help him. It's still not our choice to take his life. No, it's not our choice, but it was his, it's what I'm saying is it was his choice. It was he, he, wanted, he wanted out from day one. And he wanted someone to help him do that. Yeah, yeah yes, but I mean... But if, he, but if, if, he, if he's in the right mind... Like he was, he was paraplegic, but it was his, it was his decision. There was nothing wrong with his brain. It was his decision that he didn't want to go on living like that. He didn't want to have it to be fed and have his not have, let's say, put into nappies and this, that, and the other. Like, like imagine a person like that, twenty-one years of age, and having to go through and that burden that they're putting on the family. I just, I'm not, I'm not saying like it should be made. But then, made what about the cures? I have a friend who's currently out in Australia having physio after falling off a motorbike and been paralysed from the waist down and with four children. And he's doing his best to get the physiotherapy to try and move him, to make him move. There's no physiotherapy for somebody paralysed from the neck down. Well, it depends on the case, Bernie. It depends on the person. It depends on the damage done to their spine. We, we, yeah. Yeah, but there's even with that, there is still new stuff going. On. I'm telling you, I have. I'm no, I, I, I know, Bernie. I have no doubt. The future is that that the, yeah, we sh- we in the future we may be able to repair people's spines if they you know if they break their spine. We I'm may be. Able to I'm so impressed with what's been the the cure. Yeah. The things that we thought 20 years ago were incurable are actually beginning to be be able to be achieved, and it, it, we can, you cannot give up hope. Okay, okay, well, hang on, because I'm running rapidly out of time here. No, and I do understand the point you're making, but I think in the case Paul was talking about, the guy obviously was paralyzed from the neck down, and I know people who are in that situation, paraplegics, and he just believed that because he couldn't do it for himself, he should be able to make the choice to ask somebody to help him. Um, stay there for a second. Peter, Peter, hi, hi, hi. Oh, sorry, Peter Dooley, from the Irish Renters, your Dublin Renters Union. How are you, Peter? How are you, how are you how's it going? Nice to talk to you again, Peter. It was only last you night. Too, seems no. like, it sounds like a million years ago. There, there you go. <laughs> That's it. Uh, you're a gent. Yeah, well, look, if you want me to, yeah, you can fire ahead. <laughs> sorry? Yeah, you, no, sorry, you just you got caught up in the cross. <laughs> sorry, no, 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 okay. So we, we started off on the wrong foot there. Sorry, sorry, Peter, would you vote yes if it was put to a referendum, you know, on assisted suicide or euthanasia? Would you vote yes? Well, I think, uh, like, echoing what a couple of comments were made before as well, like, it's such a hugely uh, sensitive and emotional issue for so many people that... Uh, I'd rather a conversation was started around living with dignity rather than dying with dignity. And it's interesting that no government party or politician are interested in actually looking after uh, the people of the country with proper policies that would actually stop a lot of the issues arising that we've seen a, a slippery slope in countries like Canada, for instance. And when the, and the, and the government try and claim they're acting in their best interests, you always have to be sort of sceptical and, and really and challenge their uh, you know, 
agenda essentially about why they're acting in their best interest. Like I, I would, I would have serious reservations with a lot of the stuff that's going on. Like in terms of Canada, it's horrific. It's absolutely horrific. Uh, where it's targeting people, for instance, because of their uh, poverty, bigger, deeper inequalities because of being homeless. Uh, you've seen in Irish society with huge issues about elderly people being isolated, lonely, being claimed to be a burden. Like, I mean, I, I'm looking at the figures now. Overall, in Canada, four and a half percent of people died last year from um, assisted suicide, yeah. which is is an incredible amount of people, right? But I, ironically, most of it is in Vancouver. Seven percent of the population of Vancouver, Vancouver who died uh, died from assisted suicide because they made the choice to die. I mean, that's that's a really sad figure. It's a sad indictment on society. Like, look at Ireland. Like, we look at mental health issues as well. And a lot of, I know even looking at other reports from other countries where a lot of uh, older women, for instance, might decide to take their own life. Currently, of our mental health budget, we only spend 6% of our total health budget on mental health services. It's that disastrous, catastrophic state in Irish society. And then European averages of the 12 or 13%. Like, it's well below what's actually needed for people to support people. And then we have all the other inequality and social issues as well. Is it really just, is it really just the government trying to look at attacking uh, poor people to say there's no way out for you. So, you know, perhaps the, the slippery slope is to, uh, you know, take your life. Like, why, mm. why would, like, there should be dignity and respect in everybody's human life and living, treat people with respect and dignity while they're alive. And that, that, that includes having proper services and access to public services and actually looking after our elderly people in society, caring for them, yeah. caring for disabled people properly. I mean, yeah, this, is, this was the point I made in relation to what we were talking to Bernie there a few minutes ago when we, when we were talking to Paul in relation to, say, Canada and what they're doing in relation to, say, drug users, for example. And, and Paul said, well, you know, if you are somebody who's a heroin addict for 20 years, you should be allowed to make that choice to somebody say, give me a glass of water and two tablets, I want to die. But I think, wouldn't an answer is better to turn around and say to that person, well, hold on, we can get you into a program, we can get you off drugs, rather, oh, than, rather than saying, here's the two tablets and you can die if you want to. You know what I mean? Well, absolutely. It's not a better cost in society where people can but, actually have a... Have a but that's not what we're doing anymore, is it? I mean, and I completely agree with Bernie when she says she doesn't trust politicians, even if there was very strict guidelines around the legislation of assisted dying. Um, she doesn't trust Irish politicians to do it properly. I completely agree I with her. Because when you look at like, even people, with, for instance, the, 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 the absolutely appalling case with uh, Mary Fleming, it was, it was dreadful and awful. But from a humane level, you would have to be have uh, serious compassion for people facing uh, those eventualities. And there should be some, whether it's through palliative care or whatever is necessary, through, through essentially a lot of the experts, should be involved in that process around uh, the proper end-of-life treatment for people as well. Uh, but there are other issues, like as, as it says, you open the door to all these other issues happening, where people are, they claim to be a burden on society, elderly people in particular, Noel. You've seen it in Ireland, where so many people are isolated and lonely, and they, they are far from a burden in society. They are people that built our country and actually, you know, should be revered, should be part of the community in terms of going into local schools and feel valued because of their contributions to society. We should be valuing them because we have to learn from the, the people before us now. Well, so, well, hang on, sorry, Bernie, you wanted to say something there very quickly. Go ahead. I think that that, that man is making very, very good points. He always does. Yes, I, I don't feel respected in, in society as a, in my 60s. Nobody wants to hear from me or they don't want to listen to me. They just want to look up Google. I have, I have more history, and I'm sure you have as well, Niall. All the stuff we went through ourselves, we could help and assist young people today. I'd be happy to do that for free. I'd be happy to look after yeah. people for free. But nobody wants me because I don't have all the uh, you know, up-to-date qualifications now that you need for everything. Mm. I'm a human being. I'd like to help another human being in any way I can 
and I have to be shut down because I don't have my health and safety, fired, whatever. I don't know how to put on a PPE now or something. <laughs> all these ridiculous yeah. standards that we have to live to. But human beings, all at the end of the day, you help another human being and doesn't know what to do for them. If he only opens the door for them and helps them get into the shower with a bit of dignity, that's their day covered. Why can't we be like that? Why can't we be a society to be proud of? Not one that we want to shove uh, them all off off the Arctic coil. You know, yeah, sorry, sorry, Peter, finally, because I have to wrap this up. Go ahead, Peter. Yeah. No, fair play to Baron, you have to say, but I mean, it's, it's vitally important for communities because 100%, we need to, like, everybody should be, uh, you know, looked after and revered in society. Like, in elderly people, people with disabilities, everybody's part of society. Like, we have to know everybody. So it's about building, you know, proper communities. That's what we should be demanding of our governments and our politicians, that people are allowed to live in dignity and respect. And then, we, then we'll address the underlying issues before we go down this draconian road where it's, it's a slippery slope. Uh, towards not valuing people's lives. We need to value people, value society and value humanity. That's the only way to have a decent and civilised society, I would say. Like, you know, because even Gandhi, Gandhi even said, he said, what do you think of Western civilization?" And he said, well, it seems like a good idea. <laughs> like a good idea. <laughs> so, like, you know, if you look at it logically, like, what's, what's, do we want to live in a, a society that has values or, or heart or soul or, or a sense of our history or place? Well, 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 or I, I think, I think you as well as I can see, I mean, and Bernie would see it as well, I think with the, the current government that we have at the moment, we're losing all our values. Listen, I have to wrap it up, unfortunately, Peter. Thank you very much. And sorry, it was a bit, a bit short. Uh, Bernie, thank you very much indeed. And Paul as well. Some of the messages, by the way, coming in, I just want to read out some of them. Sean says, we need to stop transferring power to the government. It's a slippery slope. Maureen said, I would vote absolutely no. Um, let me see. Breed says, Breed McDonough says on Facebook, I would vote yes. I want to decide my own fate when my time comes. Janet Fitzgerald says no, because it finishes up with the homeless being manipulated into requesting it, as is happening now in Canada. And it is happening in Canada, but out shadow of a doubt. Uh, Claire says, uh, when you're 18 and legally able to vote, you should have it on a legal letter that they uh, sign that uh, when you're in all your faculties, you make your decision yourself, like DNRs or do not resuscitates. I think everyone should have that option. Don't think it needs to go to a referendum. I would rather be shot than have to go through cancer treatments, etc. If there's no hope, there's no hope. See, Claire, when you say that, you'd rather be shot than go through a cancer treatment. There are people out there at the moment going through cancer treatment and, you know, they want to live. They will do anything to live that bit longer for maybe their children or their family. I'm at work, can't come on the air, but I would vote uh, for assisted dying. And that comes in from Anne on WhatsApp as well. Loads of messages, by the way, coming in. Thank you, everybody, for your messages and your contributions to the show today. I really appreciate it. It's a very sensitive topic. And thank you to everybody, by the way, who spoke about it uh, in such a mannerly way today. So I really do appreciate it. Don't forget, by the way, please support the show. Go to our website, nileboylan.com. You can watch back any of the videos. We had a great interview yesterday, by the way, with John McGurk from Grip Media. You can watch that video, by the way, now on our website. If you go to our website, all you have to do is subscribe. By subscribing, you're not only getting to see all the back catalogue of videos that we have done and interviews that we've done, you're also getting to support the show. So please do support the show. We have a plan for the new year. I can't talk to you too much about it yet, but we would like to provide you with more shows on a daily basis. We would like to expand on all of this, but the only way we can do that is with your support. We can't do it without your support because we don't get paid for doing it. So please support us. You can go to the uh, website by subscribing or indeed, if you can donate, we really appreciate it. We know it's Christmas. We know times are tough. We know you have a lot of bills. But remember, there's three of us working on the show here. If you could even give us enough just to buy a pint of beer between the three of us, uh, which is a fiver, you can go to the website on a one-off payment. You can just donate rather than subscribing if that's what you want to do. 
Uh, we would encourage you to subscribe monthly, but if you can't do that, you can go just go to the donate page and just donate a fiver. Or indeed, if you want to donate a lot more and you feel the show is well worthwhile and we give a great platform to people every day and you think that's worth supporting and you want to support us with more money than that, you can go to the donate page on the website. Don't forget, everybody who donates or subscribes, every single day we give somebody an opportunity to win one of our mugs, a smug mug. Uh, one of these mugs, there they are there. And if you donate or subscribe, you go into a draw. We give away one every single day. We post one every single day. Kathleen got hers during the week. She was delighted with it. She told me last night. Listen, thank you very much indeed to everybody who supports the show. We really do appreciate every donation and every subscription on our website, nileboylan.com. I'll talk to you again tomorrow at 12. Until then, have a wonderful day. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Nile Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. 